For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. Now, I have a fabulous guest today, a youthful, energetic person. I can't wait to talk to her. But before I begin, before I introduce her, I just want to remember to say how grateful we are to have Home Instead Senior Care as our sponsor for over two years they've been helping us do these podcasts and and uh, i'm just so grateful for them they provide trustworthy kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home they really take care of your patient and also you if you're the caregiver so we just want you to know that's available and if you are a single gal like so many of my friends sometimes call them and Get them to come help when they've had surgery if your kids are grown up and living somewhere successful and all that. So don't forget you can take care of yourself, too, through Home Instead Senior Care. Okay, so let me introduce my sweet friend Carolyn to you today. We are in for such a treat. Carolyn Caller, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Well, I've been so impressed with all that you were doing, Carolyn. I almost hesitate to go too far into your bio, but I do introduce it on this segment. We do uh, the first half hour, we talk about your story, and that allows us to create a podcast so people can learn more about you. And just for my listening friends, Carolyn has an amazing uh, resume. But one of the things that impressed me about her, and as anybody that knows me knows this is going to really attract me, I love it when people are so authentic that they're willing to, to share the parts that aren't perfect. And, and that takes so much courage, but it also, to me, just smacks of victory. When we get to that place where we're so comfortable in our skin that we can really share what scares us and, and makes us tremble, well, that's pretty amazing. And, Carolyn, you are just like the poster child for courage. Oh, gosh. Well, that's kind of you to say, Kathy. Um, you know, I think one of the things about when we share our stories, everybody's got a story. Yes. You know, and when we... When we share that and when we open up and be vulnerable about, you know, like you said, the things that aren't perfect and, you know, some of the things I've shared on the Internet, I'm like, Carolyn, what the heck are you doing? But, you know, they all they all point to, you know, God's love and God's redemption and his saving power and forgiveness. And, you know, I've been given a second chance in this life and I've got to use it to to point to him and, and, you know, give him the glory. So if, if that means, you know, <laughs> maybe sharing some embarrassing things, then so be it. <laughs> I am so excited to introduce my, my listening friends to you. And, and I'll do a blog about this, too, so my reading friends will catch it as well. Um, but I want to read a quote from 
from this most recent blog you did, and then I'm going to share one thing about, well, one thing I'll just share first. Carolyn has done something amazing on her blog called Beauty Beyond Bones. So you can find her at beautybeyondbones.com. And, and you, you guys know I love social media and I'm all over it. But this is the first time I've ever seen anyone do this. She actually gave her blog, all her individual blogs come together in a chronological order to create a book. And in her, when you go to her blog, the first thing she does is direct you to that first entry she made. And she calls that Glorious Wounds, W-O-U-N-D-S. And it chronicles severe anorexia to recovery. And she adds all the twists and turns that go with it. That That is just a lot packed into that idea, Carolyn. Yeah. I'm yeah. so proud of you. So here's the, oh gosh, from, thank you. just so you'll know, I'm really following you. And I just read your most recent one. And in it, she says, this year has been a bit of a revolution for me personally. I was thinking about it. And as the young girl in the midst of her anorexia, I would never have dreamed it would be possible to be where I am today. Not just physically and mentally healthy, but specifically having the courage to open my heart to others. Well, I just love that quote. Mm, thank you. I'm probably going to use yeah. that as a meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. I, I love that. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us a little bit. Like my first question for you, I, when we get to the second hour and we start talking about wisdom, I'm going to get you some wisdom from you on how to identify, like how to know what you're seeing in others and that you love and what you wish moms would say and do in the church. But for this mm-hmm. episode, I, want, I really want you just to tell your story, if you don't mind. And so yeah. why don't you just begin by sharing a little of your story and telling us the most important things you wish people knew about anorexia. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's start at the beginning. Um, I, I grew up as a child actor. Um, I was doing professional theater and a television show and movies since I was literally five. And so... Wow. Um, you know, I, I suffer from perfectionism to a very, very high degree. And, um, you know, that was just, that was born into me just from those years on the stage. You know, I lived to please my directors, you know, I, directors love to work with me because they always say how coachable I am, you know, and that I would always take direction well. And, you know, that was just, the people-pleasing perfectionist tendencies that were born into me. Um, you know, I, I thought that my worth and value was based on my performance. And I think a lot of, um, you know, performance-based careers, um, those, you know, that's, that's a very common thread with that. And, um, and so that really skewed just my self-perception and, and how I viewed myself and my worth. Um, and so, you know, fast forward then to high school and, Mm. um, it was actually the culmination of, of a perfect storm because when I was 16, I was also diagnosed first actually with ulcerative colitis. And um, for those that don't know, that is an autoimmune disease that affects the stomach and the intestines. And so with it comes excruciating pain with eating and digesting. And so, um, mm. you know, 
Right. So for, you know, I was in a flare and, and during that time, it, that was true. You know, I really, I was, I dropped some weight. I was, you know, very, very sick and it did hurt to eat. But then after that, um, as sick and disgusting as this is, um, I used that and manipulated that to the eating disorders benefit. Um, and I, you know, carried so much shame and guilt about that. And Jesus has, has freed me from that, you know, thankfully. Well, but I, I that, just want to, I want to, I want to just jump in here and, and make yeah. a comment or two. Your thought about how, burdened you were by perfection first i want to say i hear women's stories all the time this is such a common thread i don't know if it's just me and i attract people that like perfection (laughs) i mean maybe it's i'm I'm having my own insecure moment here like maybe i'm too much of a perfectionist but people who know me know that's i'm without hope there's no hope i could ever be perfect i'm such a klutz but I know that drive. I get it. And so maybe I inadvertently attract those kind of friends, you know, but I I do have a pretty broad idea of how women think now because of all this work that you and I both have been doing on social media and stuff. And that, that is such a common thread. And, and one thing you said in your, in one of your blogs, it really caught my attention because I didn't know what it meant. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull this in to talk about maybe in the, uh, you said the ED was the voice of death, and, and ED is a reference to some abbreviation that clini- clinicians use, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what yeah. that was. Yeah, so ED, I, I know there are other connotations for that, but there it is um, eating disorder. So oh, okay. when you, I, I went to um, a, a treatment facility, an inpatient treatment facility for three months, and I was kind of, you know, taken aback this is the first I had heard it as well, um, especially because I didn't actually admit to having an eating disorder until I was there right. for three days, but that's another story. Um, right. But, yeah, so they they kind of personify the eating disorder as Ed because that kind of gives oh. it a face, and it, it, it actually is very helpful for um, the sufferers to to visualize and kind of focus their energies and their recovery efforts on this Ed person. Um, and, you know, I, I, I fully believe, uh, and I say this at the risk of sounding absolutely bonkers, Kathy, um, but I, I fully believe that uh, eating disorders are a form of spiritual warfare. Well, um, I don't. I don't have any doubt about that either. We're going to have about a minute left, so I'm going okay. to make myself a note to come back to that whole idea of spiritual battles. Yeah. Uh, when we come back from the break, and before we go to the break, since we have about a minute, as I mean, what we've done here is we've just created this quick picture of you as a 16 year old getting entrenched and and enmeshed in this way of processing life. But when we come back, I think we're going to see, well, like I want to answer the question, how did you go from a child who was depending on very um, destructive kind of tools and mechanisms to cope to being this? And by the way, you were probably every parent's dream, like from the outside, you just look like you had everything together. And 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 now, now you're this person who doesn't even have any pretensions. You're just so real. 
and so victorious. So when we come back, I want to talk about that. I would give you, I've only got 30 seconds left, so we're going to go to break. <laughs> Before we go to the, I knew this was going to be this kind of an episode. You, you are just such a fun guest. Um, don't forget to go to Carolyn's website, which is Beauty Beyond Bones. Dot com, and you can find out so much from her, including some books and resources you will really want. And I got one on how to get your numbers up on your, if you're a blogger, you're going to love that too. So <laughs> stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey there, we're talking with Carolyn Caller, and I don't want to forget to tell you now, you know I'll do a blog at Kathy Craffy. K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. So if you go to KathyCraffy.com, you can find this latest information about Carolyn there. But her website is, and all the hyperlinks, by the way, including to her books and different things, 
But beautybeyondbones.com is her website. So I really encourage you to check that out. Carolyn, when we went to the break, we were talking about spiritual battles and how the enemy just loves to lie to us. So tell us a little bit about how what his lies were to you and how you began to redirect your life and your perspective. Absolutely. Well, you hit the nail right on the head there, Kathy, because it, it's all about lies. Um, you know, I always say an eating disorder is a battle for the mind. And um, just some insight is that in the mind of every sufferer of anorexia, of an eating disorder, is a lie. I call it the capital L lie. And it is something that he or she believes to their absolute core enough to literally die for. Um, And, you know, at the helm of that lie, I truly believe is the enemy. Um, For me, the lie that I believed was that I was unworthy of love Mm. and, and that I needed to be perfect in order to be loved. And so all of these, you know, the, the eating disorder the weight loss is not, the, the eating disorder is not about the weight. The weight loss is merely a manifestation of that inner wound, that, that lie that she believes and that is just breaking her down on the inside. It's a symptom. It's a cry for help. That's why mm-hmm. people say that anorexia is not about the weight, but it is, it is, there are lies that you just believe. And, um, you know, how I got out of it was that I, I did go to an inpatient treatment facility for three months, and I was adamant about not going. Um, oh, wow. I was, I was 18 years old and a senior mm. in high school, so I was legally an adult. And um, it was five days before my graduation, and I was absolutely set on walking across that stage to get my diploma. I, you know, I was, you know, but the fact is, I was. 78 pounds and I didn't have five days. Um, and so Mm. my, a bed finally opened up at the top eating disorder treatment facility in the country that also happens to be a Christian organization. (laughs) And I love love that. Yeah. mm -hmm. And so my parents engaged in intervention and, um, you know, I came home from school and, you know, my entire family was there. My brothers had flown mm-hmm. into town and my youth pastor was there from church. And, um, you know, I, it was tense. There were a lot of outbursts, obviously. Um, but my youth pastor got within five, two inches of my nose and he looked me straight in the eyes and he said, Carolyn, do you know what you are doing mm-hmm. to your father? And in that moment, Kathy, it was mm. as though I was looking into the eyes of Jesus. I, uh-huh. I just, it was, it, that was what finally broke through. And I'm so grateful to John that he had that courage. I mean, that takes some nerve to get within, you know, to say that to someone, but he did and it broke through. And, and so I, I did end up going to inpatient and, um, there's a particular episode from inpatient that really, um, it just, it brings me to my knees every time I think about it. Um, so it was, you know, for the first three days, I was still 
telling all the doctors, the nurses, everybody that, oh, you know, the weight loss is from the ulcerative colitis. This is not right. an eating disorder. I don't have the blah, 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 blah. You know, that's right. an eating disorder is just deception at its finest mm-hmm. and most depressing. But anyway, um, so I was at a therapy session uh, with, with my therapist and we were outside on the patio. And Kathy, it was as though I was watching this from above. I had oh, wow. out of body experience. Oh, and wow. I, tr- I truly believe that whatever darkness was controlling my, my thought was released because I heard this voice come out of me that mm-hmm. I cannot replicate. I've never heard it before. I've never heard it again. Um, and it was as though I was watching from above. I was curled up. My knees were to my mm. chest and I was in the smallest little ball possible. And out of my mouth came this just deep, dark, cavernous, I lied. And it just shook my chest as it came wow. out. And it just, it just expelled from my mouth. And, and I, it was, and I, all of a sudden I just was, I told him everything. I told him about, you know, the, the deception, mm-hmm. the lies, you know, the secret exercise, how I was throwing away food. Like literally everything was on the table. And I, and I said, you know, I do have an eating disorder. And, you know, and then I said, I need to call my parents now. And so I did. And, and um. I, you know, and they, they were actually in the car. <laughs> this is not God working again. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, they were in the car together on a 13-hour road trip up to our Lake Home in Wisconsin. And so I told them on speakerphone, and then they were together and had the rest of those 13 hours to process. But, wow. um, you know, they I have the most amazing parents and amazing family, and they forgave me. And they were just so grateful that I was getting help and that I had, you know, you know accepted the reality of what what was happening and um yeah so that that following it's, that up <laughs> i think i know that i tell you there I, I hear stories a lot and occasionally i'll get one that brings tears to my eyes and i have to almost mute i have actually muted my uh microphone at times on this show because i don't want to be sobbing while the person is telling their story I, I just want you to know how inspired I am by you because I see the fruit in your life, all this beautiful, uh, ripe, delicious information of fruit that you're sharing now with everyone. You're just like a fruitful tree just producing all this great, nutritious, nourishing truth. So, oh, gosh. Thank you. Hearing your story just makes me so encouraged. And the one reason is, and I remember in college, there were, of course, weight has always been a struggle for me. I go up and down on the scales all the time. It's just a constant battle, as it is for probably most people in their 60s. But uh, I remember in college, there were girls that I was really kind of envious of because Mm -hmm. uh, there there were a couple of them. They were like 4.0 students, and they were in my sorority, and they were like the leaders of everything. I mean, they were just neat, wonderful girls. And I found out as we progressed along and became closer that their personal inner battle was anorexia. And Mm -hmm. I and I. You know, I remember that even as a young person. So that's been almost 50 years ago. That's been about 40 years ago for me now. 
But I remember then thinking, this is so mysterious. How does this happen? And I'm sure... I'm sure for people listening, if they're watching their friend or their daughter or their sister or their wife, whoever might be struggling with it, for you to share that kind of story gives so much insight into what the real battle is. And and I just want you to know how much I appreciate you sharing that. Well, thank you, Kathy. I appreciate that. And the other line yeah. I think that it is common is the devil loves to tell us we're not worthy. He loves mm-hmm. to lie to men and women. Had a wonderful episode with a gentleman who, uh, his name is John Drury, if you're listening and you think of your husband. And he talked about insecurity in men, which we take for granted. We don't think that's part of the their experience. Because with, as women, if you have any close friends, you know every one of you is insecure. But for men, it's different. They don't, they don't uh, talk about it as much. So I appreciated right. him doing that. I just wanted to throw that out there as we talk. But I'm going to be so happy to share your story with many people, Carolyn, because I know many people will re- hear this, they'll read about it, and they will be encouraged and, and have tools available. So I can't wait for us to get to the second hour and talk about the kind of things that you w- wish people knew. So we have a few minutes left. I want you to go ahead and talk a little bit about from that day till now when you have like yes. how many? How many people are, are following you on your blog now? 40,000? Oh, gosh, yeah. There, I think we just hit 45,000, which is wow. just, I'm, such a blessing and I'm very grateful for. It's um, huge. But yeah. Yeah. One thing I loved about your, your book on that was advice to other bloggers, which I could not wait to get a hold of for less than $5. I bought that one right, downloaded that one right away. But uh, one thing I loved in there is you said, one of your points was love your readers. And I thought, yes. that is such great advice. So I know you love people. And we have about two minutes. So so give me the quick version of from, you know, having this deeply spiritual release to now. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the next day after that episode, I, there was an equally incredible just uh, – experience that I had at chapel where, you know, I literally, my knees buckled, I fell to the floor. It was, you know, this worship song, here I am to worship, uh, and the lyrics are, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. And in that moment, I realized that, you know, my anorexia was on the cross and that Jesus Mm -hmm. died for me to forgive me of that. And, you know, my knees buckled, I fell to the floor, I smiled genuinely for the first time Mm in two years, you know, and I just, Jesus's forgiveness and his love just absolutely broke through. And, you know, it was in that moment that my life changed forever. And I knew that I, I had a mission now in life to help people and to help women and, and men because 10% of anorexia sufferers are men to Mm -hmm. help them and to share my story, to, you know, offer hope encouragement. You know, the biggest thing was that there were no resources available, not for me, not for my loved ones, um, you know, during that time when I needed it desperately. And okay, so that's what I, have, I, I, I'm going to interrupt you on that note, because that is a great note for us to close on. And we're running out of time. Yeah. She, Carolyn has made it her mission the last 10 or so more years to create resources. And her blog is a great place to start. Plus, we're going to have this other podcast out there. So I'm not sure what I'm going to call them. I like one phrase, no exceptions, exclusions, or exemptions when you were talking about Jesus' love in one of your blogs. So maybe that. But find yeah. her. Be- 
Beauty Beyond Bones, or you can go to KathyCraffy.com and find out more. Truth with a Texas Twang, thanks for being with us. With a Texas Twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Kathy.